0: Today on Awaken to Grace, we are continuing through our Revelation series called Things to Come. However, we're going to make a quick detour out of the book of Revelation into the book of Daniel. And the reason why is because between Revelation chapters 4 and 5 and where the tribulation begins in Revelation 6— I think it's very important for us to understand Daniel's 70 weeks of prophecy. And today we're going to study Daniel chapter 9, particularly verses 24, 25, 26, and 27. And within these verses, we can understand God's prophetic calendar. We can see so many events of history and how they have unfolded. We can see exactly where we are currently in god's prophetic calendar and we can see what is coming up next in what is often called the 70th week of daniel that last week that seven year tribulation period so friends In this session, I just take my time and we walk phrase by phrase through these scriptures. And it's my prayer that as God gives us more clarity, more understanding, more wisdom and discernment of his word, that more faith and more confidence and more love of the scriptures grow within your heart. So let's go today to Daniel chapter 9. We're going to kick off in verse 20, and we're going to work our way through this all-important text, often called the backbone of Bible prophecy.
1: Daniel chapter 9, starting at verse 20. insight and understanding. At the beginning of your pleas for mercy a word went out and I have come to tell it to you for you are greatly loved. Therefore consider the word and understand the vision. Seventy weeks are decreed about your people and your holy city to finish the transgression, to put an end to sin, to atone for iniquity to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal both vision and prophet, and to anoint a most holy place. Know therefore and understand that from the going out of the word to restore and build Jerusalem to the coming of an anointed one, a prince, there shall be seven weeks. Then for 62 weeks it shall be built again with squares and moats, but in a troubled time. And after the sixty-two weeks, an anointed one shall be cut off and shall have nothing. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Its end shall come with a flood, and to the end there shall be war. Desolations are decreed. And he shall make a strong covenant with many for one week. And for half of the week he shall put an end to sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of abominations shall come one who makes desolate until the decreed end is poured out on the desolator. Amen.
0: So there is a world of content here. Let's begin by understanding the context that this is written in. What is difficult about the book of Daniel, if you've ever studied Daniel, while Revelation is laid out, in my view, in perfect chronological order. And that's one reason I want to teach chapter by chapter through the, through the book. is because when you look at it in chronological order, it all fits and makes sense. And where we are right now in our study, we were in Revelation 1, 2, and 3 last year. And there were eight sermons to that. And that is what we call the church age. And I'm going to reinforce that here in Daniel 9. Then we began in chapter 4. We called that raptured and ready. Uh, I'm sorry, raptured and rewarded. We proved that that verb come up here is harpazo. And we showed that the rapture of the church happens after that great church age, after the end of Laodicea, Revelation 4.1. The Bema judgment seat of Christ where we receive our crowns is at the end of chapter 4. And chapter 5 is where Christ takes the scroll sealed with seven seals. Now, at this point in the book of Revelation, the tribulation has not yet began. The tribulation is going to begin in chapter 6 verse 1 when the Lamb breaks the first seal. So there is an interim of time here between the rapture of the church. Eric, if you can fix the little... I hear a little squeal in my microphone. If you can fix that for me, please. From the rapture of the church until the beginning of the tribulation, we don't know what that time period is. We don't know if that is going to be seven days or 30 years, to be quite frank. Now, I think it's quick because Jesus compares this period of time to like birth pains, right? You don't, and, and birth pains come in succession and they're fast. They're quickly moving. I think, I think the last days in this sense is going to happen extremely quick. So I don't look that the rapture would take place and then 30 years later, the tribulation. No, I don't think so. But there is an interim of time. In my thinking, I used to think the rapture takes place and bam, seven-year tribulation begins. But that's not true. According to Daniel 9 verse 27, the tribulation is going to begin with the signing, with the enforcement of a covenant with Israel. And it's at that time, as we're going to see next week, Revelation 6, this Antichrist, this pseudo-Christ, is going to come on a white horse. And we'll explain all that next week. And it's interesting because he comes with crowns on his head and he comes with a bow but no arrows. And what that tells us is diplomacy. He's going to come as a man of peace He'll be one of the most charismatic, one of the most electrifying men that the world has ever known. And like the little horn of Daniel, he's going to rise out of obscurity. He's going to rise onto the world stage. But see, there's an interim period here. And the reason why I want to teach Daniel 9 this morning In between Revelation chapters 4 and 5 and before we get to chapter 6 is because I want to show you precisely where we are on God's prophetic clock. Because let me tell you, my friends, God's clock is ticking and it's ticking swiftly. Amen. So understand the context. When 70 weeks is declared by Gabriel, the archangel. And by the way, we know there's a classification of angels called archangels. But do you know that scripture only gives us three names of archangels? I believe there's more, but we only know of three. And do you know who they are? Gabriel. Who always makes announcements about Christ. All through the scriptures. If there is an announcement about the Messiah. It's Gabriel making that great announcement. Hallelujah. It's Michael. Who apparently as it appears in scripture is the chief archangel. He is is the captain it would be of the archangels. And you know who the only third archangel the Bible mentions? Lucifer. For he was... An archangel before he was kicked out of heaven. Isn't that interesting? So, Daniel, according to Daniel 9, verse 1 and 2, is reading the book of Jeremiah. Daniel is, in essence, studying prophecy. What the difference is between Daniel and Revelation is Revelation is laid out in perfect chronological order. But the book of Daniel is not in chronological order. So it's really easy to get lost in Daniel. In one chapter, Daniel will be a young man. In another chapter, he's an old man. It's because the book is not in chronological order. Daniel was a teenager when the Babylonian Empire overthrew Jerusalem destroyed the temple and carried off the best of Israel. And Daniel was among the best along with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, the three Hebrew children. And Daniel was a teenager then. By the time we get to this story in Daniel 9 in this teaching, Daniel is an old man. And Daniel is reading the book of Jeremiah, particularly Jeremiah 25 verses 1 through 11, particularly 10 and 11, and Jeremiah 29:10. And the Bible teaches in Jeremiah that the Babylonian captivity would be 70 years. Now, Daniel, like every good student of the Bible, takes the Bible literal. And Daniel knows that the Babylonian captivity is almost over. Because Daniel, by this point, he was taken as a teenager. And at this point, he is an old man. And Daniel's doing the math. And based on Jeremiah's prophecy, he knows the Babylonian captivity is coming to an end. So Daniel begins to intercede. And if you want to know how to intercede for loved ones, if you want to know how to intercede for lost children and lost grandchildren, read Daniel 9's intercession. It's remarkable. And notice Daniel said in verse 20, I believe, Caleb, he said that... He was repenting for his sin and the sin of his people. But oddly enough, do you know that Daniel and Joseph are two of the only men of the Bible who no evil is written about? That doesn't mean they were sinless by no means. Only Jesus Christ was sinless. We know that. Daniel and Joseph by far were not sinless. But they're the only two blockbuster characters of the Bible who no evil was written about. Only Daniel and Joseph. And it's interesting when you get down to verse 23, Gabriel comes with this prophecy. And what does he tell Daniel? He tells Daniel, you are beloved. You are greatly loved. You know what I find so interesting, my friends? Daniel is greatly loved. He's the beloved of the Old Testament. And what does the Bible say of the Apostle John who gave us the book of Revelation? He was the beloved disciple. Who laid on the breast of Christ, right? Isn't that amazing? Daniel, the Old Testament beloved, John, the Revelator beloved, and they both tell us about God's agenda in end time prophecy. And so Daniel's gonna get this remarkable prophecy, and each part of it is absolutely astounding. Let's begin in verse number 24. Caleb, if you would, please, brother, read verse 24 for me.
1: Verse 24 says, Seventy weeks are decreed about your people and your holy city to finish the transgression, to put an end to sin, and to atone for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal both vision and profit, and to anoint a most holy place.
0: So this is going to be a key to understanding this prophecy. If you're going to unravel it and really understand it, this is what you must understand. What we have said throughout this series so far, the church is absolutely not Israel. God has two different narratives. The church Will never replace Israel. And there are some who teach a replacement theology. And it is error. The church is not Israel. So the first thing you must understand. Is that this prophecy is about the Jews. Notice he says. 70 weeks are decreed. About your people. This is about Israel. And about the holy city. This prophecy is about God's city. Jerusalem. You want to please the heart of God in your prayer times? Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for God's holy city. God has forever loved Jerusalem, and God will forever love Jerusalem. And you should, too. And it's going to be interesting when we get to Revelation 17 and 18. We're going to see the great fall of Babylon. And beginning in the book of Genesis. With the Tower of Babel beginning in the book of Genesis all the way to the last book of the Bible in Revelation 18. It is a tale of two cities, Jerusalem and Babylon. And you and I, from the balconies of heaven, we're going to watch the fall of Babylon. And we're going to shout, Hallelujah, when that city falls. Because you know what's coming? Revelation 19 and 20. You know what's coming? The New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. Amen? So, this prophecy, number one, is about Israel and it's about Jerusalem. If you don't understand that, you're not gonna understand the rest of the prophecy. This is not about the church age, it does not apply to the church age. This is solely about Israel. Now, he is going to give six things. I call this God's agenda. This is God's. When we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. We are praying God's agenda here. Caleb, read me those six things that God intends to do. The first three has to do with man's sin. The, first, the last three has to do with God establishing his
1: righteousness. To finish the transgression. That's one. To put an end to sin. Two. And to atone for iniquity. Three. Let's
0: pause right there. Christ has accomplished those three things. Christ accomplished all three. Now, they are reality for us, the church, who are forgiven of sin and blood bought. But according to Romans 9, 10, and 11, right now Israel is blinded, and they will be blinded until they repent. And when will they repent? Daniel 9, 27, At the last half of the great tribulation. The last three and a half years. But for now... The Jewish people, their eyes are blinded, and these are not realities. These three things have not become reality for the Jews. They will, but they have not yet. Why? Because we are in a unique period of time called the church age, called the times of the Gentiles, according to Romans. And what did we say last week? Boaz, who was the kinsman and redeemer, took Ruth, who was a Moabite, who was a Gentile bride. And what did we say Christ is doing with us, the Gentile church? Revelation chapter 19, one day there's going to be a great marriage supper of the Lamb, and He is going to take us, His Gentile bride. Amen? That's the whole point of John chapter 14, verses 1 and 2. It, Let not your hearts be troubled. Do you believe in God? Believe also in me In my Father's house or many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. Behold, I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am there you may be also, and if I go, I will come again. You know what Jesus is describing? A Jewish wedding and the groom would go and prepare a place in his father's house for his new bride and the bride had no idea when the groom would return he could come at any moment and there was an imminency there were there was an expectancy and that's the whole point of John chapter 14 why because we are Ruth we are the Gentile bride of Christ amen None of that's in our notes for today. All that's free. All right. So the first three have not been realized for Israel. The next three will be realized in the great millennial kingdom. And that's the purpose of the kingdom. So take me through those three, Caleb.
1: To bring in everlasting righteousness. So has that happened yet? No. Number two? To seal both vision and prophet.
0: Has prophecy and vision been sealed? No. It's wide open right now. We're living it right now to this day. Number three.
1: And to anoint a most holy
0: place. And to anoint. In the Hebrew, that is the holy of holies. What right now sits on the holy of holies? Do you know? The dome of the rock in Jerusalem. That is a Muslim shrine. It is owned by the Muslims. Don't let me forget, when I come to verse 27, I'm going to tell you, in my opinion, how the Antichrist is going to enforce his covenant with Israel. I believe it all is going to have to do with the future temple that right now is built on the Holy of Holies that is the Dome of the Rock. So, the point is, these things are future. This is a future-looking prophecy. Now, let's understand the 70 weeks. If you're going to take notes... It's critical you understand this. The 70 weeks represents 70 sets of seven years. How do we know it's years? Because Daniel 9, 1, Daniel is thinking in the context of years. Daniel is is already thinking and praying in terms of years. So when Gabriel gives him this prophecy... He declares 70 sets of seven. In a moment, I'm going to show you just how accurate your Bible truly is. Verse number 25, please.
1: Know therefore and understand that from the going out of the word to restore and build Jerusalem to the coming of an anointed one, a prince, there shall be seven weeks. Mm. Then for 62 weeks it shall be built again with squares and moat, but in a troubled time. So let's
0: understand what's happening. There's going to be 69 weeks, 69 sets of seven. But what about the 70th week? There is a gap in between the 69 weeks and the 70 weeks. Friends, that's the church age. That's the time period that you and I are living right now. I want to prove to you that was from AD 70... That was August 6th, A.D. 70. Until what's going to be the rapture of the church. When the rapture of the church takes place. And we're in heaven. Revelation 4 and 5. There's going to be a breaking of the seals. Revelation 6. And that's going to trigger the tribulation period. Which is going to trigger Daniel 9.27. When the antichrist, the pseudo-christ. Makes, enforces a strong covenant with Israel. So understand... The first part of the prophecy is all past history. Now, Daniel was looking forward. We have the advantage of looking back. The first 69 sets of weeks have already transpired. And then there is a gap period. Some call it the gap of grace. Some call it the church age, whatever you want to call it. There is an unknown time of a gap period before the pseudo-Christ triggers the tribulation period which will be the rider of the white horse revelation 6:1 and will be the breaking of the seal revelation 6:1 we right now are living in between this time so let's understand those first 69 years because all of this will begin to make sense to you the holy spirit i'm telling you church the longer i teach the bible the more fascinated i am with it every single phrase here matters Now notice what he said, from the going forth of the word, from the decree that Jerusalem should be rebuilt, verse 25. When did that happen? Technically, there are four decrees to rebuild Jerusalem in the Bible. So how do we know which decree it begins at? Because if we know what decree it is, we can then pinpoint the calendar. And why do we know such accurate dates of these times of history? It's because the Jews are so accurate with Passover. We know when Christ died on the cross. We know when he did his triumphal entry. We know all of these dates because of Passover. So we go back all this time period of history. And I want to show you how accurate that the Bible truly is. The decree, there were four decrees to rebuild Jerusalem. Now, this will help you in your understanding of the Old Testament. Ezra and Nehemiah were contemporaries, okay? Ezra's purpose and what the book of Ezra is about is the rebuilding of the temple. The problem that Ezra had in rebuilding the temple is that they didn't have protection. They could not protect themselves, so therefore... They couldn't get far in their project. Do you use a streaming device at home or at work? Simply say, hey Google, play Awaken to Grace with Chad Roberts podcast and listen to our weekly podcast that is the current sermon that I preach each week at Preaching Christ Church.